I, I first want to take a moment and uh, just thanks again for the invitation to be here and be in your midst. I, uh, I really enjoy uh, coming here to Zion and being with you guys and um, having a chance to bring some students with me so that you can gawk at the students. I mean, um, have them talk to you. Not You don't gawk. They talk to you. Just tell us about life. I tell you all about life at the at the campus ministry. So I mean, they'll be available to chat with even after the service. So please um, talk to us some more. Um, I'm I'm so very thankful that they were able to come this morning on their spring break on daylight savings day. Ugh. So, um, but again, thanks for for your invitation and for your continued support and prayers for our ministry. Um, they are absolutely vital. So, and I I think one of the reasons I don't I don't want to. Well, I don't want to speak out of turn or call Doman anything uh, that he's not. But I think as he searched for uh, a place uh, for his faith to continue to grow in the in the time of college, that I think one of the reasons that perhaps he didn't like feel the the vibe at other places that he stopped at, um, it might have had something to do with the just incredible geekiness of just about everybody who's in the campus ministry. Like, um, we have conversations around our table. Actually, so we joke that we actually have like a set pattern of our conversation. Okay, so we're going to talk at some point at our midweek meal about um, uh, Pokemon. Uh, We're going to get into a, a heated debate about what is the best text editor to use on the computer and whether that's Vim or Emacs or whatever. I mean... Um, to say that the Lutheran University Center is perhaps a um, hive of geekdom would perhaps be an understatement. So, and I, I, and while I don't want to make it all about me, the reality that I am perhaps and have always been an incredibly um, huge geek does not really doesn't hurt that atmosphere at all. Um, we, we do have non-geeks. Uh, Caitlin, uh, who couldn't be with us this morning, just sits there and shakes her head sometimes about the conversations that we have. But um, we, we welcome everyone. But we attract all of the geeks. So, um, But I, I find, personally, that when we get to... There is something about geek culture... Uh, that has really deep connections with the life of faith. When we start talking about culture, right, we always have folks who want to separate, like there's church or God culture over here and the regular culture over here. Um, A a year or so ago at a a sermon I heard uh, around Easter, the pastor was, uh, was preaching, and I just sat there and shook my head because... He, he was of that, like, totally separate, and the one is irredeemable, and the other is, is, is all redemption. But that, you know, talking about how there was... He got to the point where he's talking about how, like, television was a vast wasteland. And then, and then um, he, he jumped onto, like, The Walking Dead, and, and you know, it's the zombie show and, um, on TV. And he was like, there is nothing redeemable at all about that show, and I actually had literally been thinking about how to do my zombie Easter sermon. And um, 
I leaned over to one of my students and said, I guess the zombie Easter sermon is out, huh? And he just kind of looked at me odd and he went, what do you mean? And I, uh, I'll tell you later. Anyway, so I am one. If, if Jesus is the word, right? John 1, in the beginning was the word. So we begin to understand words and how that connects. I want to, I am of the firm belief that the words that we use, um, even if they are sort of meant to be fully secular, fully just out there, not being used theologically, that that eternal word can find expression and meaning within that. And so we'll often, at the campus ministry, we'll have moments where we, we do faith in film, where we will watch a movie, not an explicitly religious film. We'll begin to pick out, we'll reflect on it theologically. What is it saying? What is it, what is, what is it about? Where do we find themes of hope and life and redemption and sin and brokenness? They're all in there. And so, I very often, um, films in like fantasy and, and science fiction genres or books or comic books in, in those genres are really helpful for us. Because part of it is they, they remove... Um, some familiar elements and allow us to really focus on the very particular things about humanity um, that are crystallized. Where do we find? Like, no, we don't zoom through the stars and spaceships, and, but we do find places where we connect with the humanity of the characters, even if they're aliens. Those, those shows show it back to us and in fact, a lot of this, some of this was, was brought to mind when there's recently a, um, a, a British show uh, called Black Mirror that popped up on Netflix. And I'm not, this is not an endorsement uh, for you to necessarily go and watch it unless you like this stuff because it can be kind of intense. But um, so the creator um, made it to be like a, 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 a newer version of the Twilight Zone, uh, you know, um, and he used the, the title Black Mirror because of all of these, right? We have in our pockets black mirrors. I can see my face in it as I am, right? And so many of many of the episodes deal around notions of technology and what it means for our existence. Um, one of them is, you know, there's, what if we had an, the ability to sort of implant in us um, a recording device that we could record every moment of our lives, and then we have a little thing that we could go back and we could watch it, right? And people get obsessed with it. And in fact, it, it follows one character who becomes totally obsessed with going back and reviewing everything and everything, and it, and it destroys his, his marriage and his life. And um, we're not far off from that, you know. I was at an event with my with my kids yesterday, and 
Um, yeah, we wanted to record it, but I mean, it was really funny. Like people were holding up their, their tablets or their phones and recording everything that was going on, watching everything, not as it happened, but through the screen. Right. Anyhow, so that, that title, Black Mirror, as it reflects back to us, is deeply connected to the Lutheran understanding of the Ten Commandments. You see, not to take away the notion that they're rules, right? I mean, we call them the Ten Commandments, although I think it's really vital for us to remember that that's not what the Jewish people call them. They don't call them the Ten Commandments. It's the Ten Sayings. And they count them differently, just like we count them differently from our, our, our Christian brothers and sisters in, in kind of the Reformed tradition, right? We've got 17 verses that we've got to get 10 sayings out of. Well, we've got to split that up somehow, and, and what does that look like? But you see, it's not necessarily rules. We get, we get all into a fit when we start talking about where we're going to post the Ten Commandments and such, um, and how they're sort of the basis for modern justice systems, and okay, I'm not going to debate that. But first and foremost, they become for us literally a mirror. They're not rules so that we can carry around a hammer and bonk people on the heads when they get out of line. They are meant for us as individuals and as a community to use as a mirror that we may examine ourselves, that it may truly show us who we are. And in this case, warts and all. You see, so I, I tell a story to my students, and that John and Candace will tell you, I think I've even told this recently. But when I was in fourth grade, I was getting ready for school one day and I woke up late and I uh, ran uh, through stuff to get ate food or fast, threw my clothes on, went in to at least pass the toothbrush over my teeth once um, because I was in such a hurry. Um, and, so, and I looked in the mirror, I glanced in the mirror as I was brushing and I, I saw something on my shirt and I tried to brush it off. And I looked down and I couldn't see it. And then I look in the mirror and I saw it, and there I realized that underneath my shirt, I still had my pajama shirt on. <laughs> when I looked like this, I couldn't see it. But when I looked at the mirror, it showed me that I was a doofus, and I, hadn't, I was in such a hurry, I hadn't taken my pajamas off. Without that mirror, I don't see that I screwed up. And I go to school and I would get mocked mercilessly. Oh, I, don't, I got mocked mercilessly anyway, so it doesn't matter, but at least I avoided uh, some more mocking. So the Ten Commandments are for us a way to examine ourselves, right? If they are just rules, they're only rules, right? 
then I can sit there and safely go, well, phew, I haven't murdered anybody. So I got that, check that one off, good, keeping that one. Well, I don't really, I haven't stolen anything. Check. Haven't committed any adultery. Check. Good. Right, it just becomes like a checklist. Right, and we just take it at that value and we take a look at it. I was really glad when um, Pastor Melissa pointed out the small catechism in the back of your hymnal. Although I was a little concerned at first, she was going to say, so when you get bored in the sermon, go ahead and turn back to the small catechism. Take a look there. At least you'll get something out of that time. No. I like to point out the reality when we start talking about the, the commandments, that we hear the negative all the time. Don't murder. Don't steal. Don't commit adultery. Right? Don't bear false witness. But we forget that in the small catechism, Luther takes and understands it as a both a positive and a negative. For instance, in the you shall not murder, what is this? We are to fear and love God so that we neither endanger nor harm the lives of our neighbors. Great, did that. But, here it comes, Instead, help and support them in all of life's needs. Well, that's a little harder now, isn't it? To suddenly think that we are meant to now help support our neighbors in all of life's needs. All right, well, what about, let's see, uh, stealing? Great. Uh, We are to fear and love God so that we neither take our neighbor's money or property nor acquire them by using shoddy merchandise or crooked deals. Well, that's a debate. I'm a pastor. I don't know if that counts or not. I don't know. But, um, But instead, help them to improve and protect their property and income. Huh. Well, that's a little harder. I don't really do that all the time. And the one that I, when I was in the congregation and I had confirmation and I would talk with them, I said, look, most of those, you need to know about these because these are important for all of our life. But the one I think would really connect with you guys there in in your high school age, and, and I think for all of us, as we live in an in a, a increasingly polarized society, is number eight. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. We are to fear and love God so that we do not try to trick our neighbors out of the... Oh, no, sorry, that's the uh, small print. Moving right. We are to fear and love God, there it is, so that we do not tell lies about our neighbor betray or slander them or destroy their reputations. Okay, well, at least if I, right, that falls under the, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all, right? I can do that. But instead, dang it, Luther, stop that. We are to come to their defense, speak well of them, and 
interpret everything they do in the best possible light. Dang it. If our world is a large internet uh, conversation, we're in trouble. We talk at all, uh, we are uh, often talking about the uh, site Reddit. Many of us keep looking at that for all of our, our news and humor and stories and whatnot. And, and basically it is something, it's like a big bulletin board. Every, someone posts something, then people start commenting after it and after it and after it and after it. And um, much of it is very good and it's very interesting. And then you have people who are just all right, in the best possible light. Yeah. Um, okay, they're just horrible. I, I don't know. That's the, that's the best thing I can say. But um, how do we not fall into simply following the pattern of me and my friends are good and others who disagree are wrong? How do we stop that? We hold up this mirror to us and examine ourselves and the world around us and say, this is, this is not the way it's supposed to be. This isn't right. And we begin as individuals and communities working to stop that. This mirror does in fact show us God's love and care for us so that we might live together in, in, in peace or at least in moments of non-aggression but that we might also turn and look to Christ. That's the second use of the law, right? One is for civil order but God gives us the law so that when we examine ourselves that we may turn to Christ so that, so that these laws don't become a burden for us, but they become our joy. They begin to pull us closer to God. Because these are not if-thens. If these are rules, they become if-thens. If you do this, then God will love you. But if these are mirrors... And we understand them for our examination and our understanding. They become because therefore language. Because God has done this. Well, what is this? Because God has brought us out of the house of slavery. Right? That's the beginning of the word. That's where our Jewish friends get it totally right. That's the first saying. Not jump right into the commandments, but I am the Lord your God who has brought you out of the house of slavery. Because God has acted favorably towards us first, therefore we live this way. Because God has claimed us in the waters of baptism, therefore we follow Christ. Because Christ gives of himself to us continually at the altar, forgiving our sins abundantly, therefore we follow him. These are not rules so that we check things off and think we got all the if-thens covered. These are our very lives. These are the, this is good news for us. Because Christ comes to us. Christ showers us with grace. 
that our lives might be transformed. Thanks be to God. Amen. <laughs>